Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about tech stuff and news and things like that. And uh, we like to bash billionaires here. And that's what we're going to be doing a lot today, I think. But anyways, I am historian Matt, and I usually talk about tech news, mostly science news type stuff, a few other things I'm interested in. And today, I didn't write my summary, but that's okay. We're talking about... Uh, Deviant art artists find their art will be used in AI to train AI by default. So this is kind of in our series on uh, the image generating AI stuff. And Deviant Art kind of stepped in it this week. And the second one is a big news item. With we're not going to get into everything, I think, but uh, we'll have a little discussion. But it's basically FTX collapses. If you don't know what FTX FTX is and how it collapsed, we'll discuss that a little bit. And HK is on an adventure, so Dave, um, I have a uh, some giant piss baby CEO news and um, some news on Elizabeth Holmes uh, trial and her <laughs> uh, potential sentencing. Yeah, I guess I should have said former billionaires because I can have a couple of those. Uh, but starting off with uh, DeviantArt. So DeviantArt artists find that their art will be used to train AI by default. So if you have any any art on the website DeviantArt, I think it's DeviantArt.com, uh, which is a real popular place for artists to post their art. And uh, they, they made some changes where... So... I think before you could go in and uh, people were scraping art from DeviantArt to use to train for these image generators, basically filling up data sets and stuff. And DeviantArt allowed a flag. They put in a flag that said basically no AI. So you can show that your art should not be used in these image data sets. I think there was some confusing around it. So, um, some people were thinking that they had to actually go in and flip the flag for each image that you uploaded. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, my experience with it a little bit later, cause I do have some stuff there that does not seem to be the case, but then uh, DeviantArt decided that they were going to do their own AI image generator called dream up. So this is an AI powered text art image generator powered by stable diffusion. That's the algorithm that everybody's using to make these image generators. And um, they it basically bypassed from what I can tell this no AI flag. So uh, DeviantArt got in a lot of trouble for doing that. So they put up a form and I have a, there'll be a link to this form if anybody needs to, to go to it. But there's a form you can fill out that's separate from this no AI flag to opt out of Dream Up for using your images in Dream Up. And so the full disclosure here is I, I historian Matt here, have art on DeviantArt, and I have both checked the no AI flag and filled out the form to opt out of Dream Up. So the no AI flag, that seemed to be just one flag in my profile. It wasn't a flag I had to switch for each image. The form is a little bit weirder because it isn't just you put in your account name and, and say, don't use my, my art. They have you fill out all this stuff and it's really kind of annoying. Um, it, it seems like they, 
they're not going to allow you to opt out if they decide for, for some reason. And it seems like part of it is if your art is not like distinguishable from other art, you know, if that makes sense. So if you don't have a, a style that kind of stands out and, and could possibly be used as part of text import or you know the text input, uh, for example, somebody saying they wanted you know a landscape in the style of Monet, right? Nobody's going to do it in the style of history, Matt, <laughs> historian Matt, kind of thing. So, and it seems like yeah, if that it, just the way that they have that form written, it sounds like that's what they're filtering out. So, what do you think, Dave? Um, I'm curious why you would do the no AI flag because I know that you previously worked in machine learning, right? Yeah, because uh, it's pretty simple for all of these websites that are using this uh, image generator, they are charging for you to use it and they're not, they're not giving money to any artists that of the work that they're using. Right. So I'm not going to put it, I'm not going to allow them to use my work to, you know, make money off of basically my work, even though like I'm not a big name artist, like, my art is not particularly impressive or distinguishable from other stuff. It just, on principle, it's, I, I find it very, I find it to be unethical what they're doing. So if it was like, if they were participating in some sort of open source AI project, you might be more inclined to let yes. them use your, use your work. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think most people on deviant art are going to take the time to fill out the form? I have a feeling, well, because they hid this form, like you can't go to the DeviantArt website and just find it. Like it's not going to pop up. It wasn't in my preferences tab. It, it didn't pop up as like something that showed up when I first logged in. The only way I got to it is through this article that uh, you had posted earlier. Like there's a link in that article, but there's not like, I've not found any other way of doing it. So I think hardly anybody's going to be able to fill out this form. Some other, most people will probably, if they care, find the the flag in their preferences. And it seems like, so before they had made it like opt in or, you know, sorry, opt out. So you had to go in and, and actually check this flag to opt your, your art from being used and opt out your art from being used in these image generators. But now they switched it to opt in and I just verified that mine is set appropriately. So I think more people are going to get that right. But the, the form, like, I don't think, I think hardly anybody's going to fill out that form. Well, if we do, we do search engine optimization correctly from our episode. Maybe we'll get a bunch of traffic to our webpage. People will be like, Hey, I know where to find the link. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, it's in the show notes for the episode, whatever it is of how the tech are you actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think that they, I think that there, there was kind of an opportunity missed here because if, I feel like they could have partnered with some kind of open AI thing. And most of their community would have been not only like right. opting in, but they would have been glad it would have been, it would have, right. everybody would have been happy. I think. Yeah. I mean, I know on like deviant art, there's a lot of uh, like open source supporters. They are creative commons. I should say that's the, the right. one for art. Um, a lot of my stuff, if I can, I release it under creative, creative commons licenses. Can't always do that because some of the models that I use, like I have to take into account their, what their license is. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, th it seems to be pretty popular to use that. So it makes sense that, uh, people would give it away if there was an actual open source project to do one of these things. Well, you know, 
maybe after this, maybe people over there are thinking about it. Who knows? Who knows? Cause this just, yeah. I didn't, I think I saw something about it strangely enough on Mastodon this week. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just kind of like kind of scrolled by it or whatever. Cause it, it, you know, it's not, not super interesting to me or not something I would right. click on or seek out information on, but I'm glad yeah. you covered it on here. Cause the, uh, intersection of technology art and machine learning slash ai is getting getting kind of interesting it's getting getting kind of interesting it's definitely yeah going to be fraught with problems going forward yeah i'm not i'm wondering what's going to happen with this whole legality of them scraping all these images that they didn't get permission for to use to train their 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 ais uh yeah, because it's the final product isn't something that is wholly based on what was the input, right? Like it's not just a copy of what was inputted, but there's just there's something very unethical about that, just stealing people's work to train this AI. Yeah. I think that the um I think the first thing that's gonna happen actually is gonna be certain celebrities are gonna start going after these people because of their likeness i think that's like yeah gonna be the the first way in which we start to see uh legal battles and i don't think it'll be like i don't think it'll be like madonna i think it'll be like celebrity certain thin-skinned celebrities maybe that we talk about on wednesday might be the first <laughs> ones to uh first ones to not want their likeness being used in such and such a person eats his vegetables for example maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe certain thin-skinned uh public intellectuals wouldn't like that very much <laughs> such and such a person takes his trust fund and throws a rave with it i tried that one actually and it uh it, it didn't it didn't give me what i wanted but you know you, uh, I, I it could be it could be you know it could protect, uh, be one of the one of the sorts of people we talk about on um wednesday or just anybody there's somebody's gonna sue these people over yeah. their likeness being yeah. like put on probably put on somebody else's marketing thing or i don't know it's going to, it's going to yeah. be, whatever it is, it's going to be a giant mess and it's going to be a lot of fun for the, uh, a lot of fun for the intellectual property attorneys involved, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got for that. So I move on to the next one. Looks like it. So my next topic is assuming you haven't been under a lot rock lately living under a rock you probably have heard that ftx the uh cryptocurrency exchange collapsed this past week suddenly and spectacularly <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff going on not all clear what actually is true or not uh so i'm going to try and go over what i actually know is actually true but there's going to be a lot of like questions about what probably what i'm going to say and I'm not going to have good details on this because we just don't know yet. But basically, FTX was the second largest cryptocurrency exchange and it experienced a liquidity crisis. And that basically means that um, you have money. So for an exchange, basically, they have to be able to give money back to the people who are using the exchange. So they want to take their money out. They got to have that money available to give out. And a liquidity crisis is basically they don't have the money now they have it in some other form. So like maybe it's in stocks or something that can't be sold quickly or, you know, they own a company or a house or something like that. And then, so that's usually something that damages a company, but they can re recover from. 
but this what happened next is not and basically this liquidity crisis led to insolvency and exactly what how that happened has to do with uh this token ftt that um the uh, ftx had and it started losing value and that and ftx not ftx directly but somebody else that uh ftx used to hold their funds started losing lots of value and couldn't couldn't you know raise enough money to for what they owed and there's more to it i I don't have all the details but basically what they ended up becoming insolvent so they did not have enough money to cover all the people that are drawing the money out of the exchange and of course what happens is when people found out that ftx was insolvent lots of people started withdrawing their stuff from the exchanges for fear that it was going to collapse, which is, you know, turned out to be a good idea because it collapsed. So at first, when this first happened, Binance, which is the number one cryptocurrency exchange initially offered to buy FTX out. And then they would, they would buy FTX and cover what was, you know, missing and uh, add liquidity and allow people to withdraw their money. But that turned out like, Almost as soon as it was offered, it, that offer was withdrawn. Apparently, Binance got a look at FTX's books and said, hey, we can't cover this, and ran the other way and left them. So that pretty much uh, guaranteed that FTX would collapse, and lots of people would lose their money if they didn't get their money out. Uh, there is some difference. like It was FTX.com, not FTX.us. So I think most of the US users use FTX US and that's been okay so far, but probably will be damaged and may uh, close because of all this. But is FTX.com that collapsed? Anyways, um, along with FTX, FTX had some investments and was providing liquidity to BlockFi. So BlockFi is one of these DeFi platforms. They do lending, allow people to upload, you know, or yeah, upload their cryptocurrency either like bitcoin or ethereum they have some limited number of coins you can upload and you can borrow against them or you could upload your currency and get like a a steady income so basically you're allowing it to be lended and and you're getting a a a return on on your uh, crypto that way well that looks like it's blockfi is going to collapse because of the ftx collapse uh, unless somebody comes in and saves them and then it was found that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, who is the CEO and a creator of FTX, and I will now refer to as SBF because uh, his name is long and I don't want to keep re- repeating it, but SBF found, was found to be using customer deposits in trading for his other company, which was called, I think, uh, Alameda, it's either Alameda Investments or Alameda Capital or something like that. Didn't write it down, but uh, that was not good. They were not supposed to be using the deposits from customers at FTX in a whole other company for trading. They weren't supposed to use it for trading at all, but they really weren't supposed to be, you know, moving it over to this other company and and allowing them to trade on it. And that was part of the reason they the whole thing collapsed because Alameda ended up losing a lot of money on their trades and everything got screwed up. And then finally, after all of this happened and FTX was kind of in the process of shutting down, 
it was hacked and about $400 million worth of cryptocurrency was stolen. It was basically just taken right out of their wallets. Uh, it's actually, it's more than 400 million. I don't know exactly what it was. I've, I've seen different numbers, but 400 million seemed to be the consensus of at least of the lower end. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lots of craziness. There's one more thing about SBF possibly trying to flee the country, but that wasn't, I didn't get a good source on that. And, uh, it wasn't clear what was happening, whether he was just, um, like the, FTX.com is in uh, registered in the Bahamas. He may have been either going there or coming back from the Bahamas. I don't know. It was confusing. Lots of craziness going on. We'll probably cover this in the weeks to come, especially if we can get some more information of what's going on. I put in a bunch of links, including some good videos on YouTube. Uh, CoffeeZilla has been covering it and doing a really good job of uh, covering all the, the craziness that's been going on. But what do you think, Dave? I've actually been paying a atten- little bit of attention to this, <clears throat> not, through any to fault, <laughs> not through any fault of my own, but because a podcast I listen to, uh, Kate, Casey Newton and Kevin Roos do a podcast. Uh, yeah. Casey Newton does Platformer. He used to be at The Verge. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the podcast they do together now, of course. <clears throat> but they talked a little bit about it after they talked about Elon News. And it um, it seems all, all quite sordid. And it seems like there's a lot of, lot of personal grievance going on between the heads of the the Binance and uh, FTX. Yeah, there was a, I don't know how true it was, but supposedly the head of Binance started the rumor that FTX was insolvent and that started this whole collapse. It started the whole problem. Yeah. Uh, what I was reading, they were unsure about that specific thing, whether yeah, no, I'm not, I don't know if they were unsure whether or not it had happened or whether or not it had anything to do with the result. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I can't I, uh, for the life of me. Just, I can't remember. At some point, a lot of people started pulling their money out of FTX and that screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a run on the bank. Fell. Like, yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, it, it, this is not, unique to these crypto exchanges if everybody pulled all of their withdrawals out of any given bank the bank wouldn't be able to cover it well not exactly because uh banks most like regular banks are ft or fdic yeah they would have to draw on their what i'm saying is they don't have the they would have to draw on their fdic insurance to exactly they would have to they they would survive because the fdic would come in and, and help them out uh, and they're able to literally print money if that if it comes to that. Right, right. And I, it's I don't think the FDIC should be insuring these crypto uh, ventures. Yeah, that these uh, yeah that, that all these guys who basically made a bunch of money in crypto are like doing to try to turn it into more money. I don't I don't think they should be covering it. But I, I the the idea that you don't have the reserves on hand if everybody called in their balance isn't unique to crypto it's just that right. regular banks have this huge regulation regime that they're a part of that yeah and, and you know it's well, essentially an ex- exchange for following all of these banking regulations then the government backstops them yeah yeah so there's a lot of calls for some of these uh exchanges to be regulated and 
they'll be able to take some of that money. They don't have to have all the cash on hand to, for withdrawals, but uh, they can't invest in very risky assets. They, they will probably end up like uh, being forced to only invest in like, you know, U S treasuries or something, right. Something that if, if the run does happen, they can borrow against those pretty quickly and, and get the cash out or, or something like that. Or they may have to temporarily delay, but they still are solvent, right? They they have the money and just may take a while for it to, to come out. Uh, what happened with FTX seemed to be that in a, a large part of that is they had a quite a bit of their funds invested in this FTT token, which was fine until the FTT token just suddenly started collapsing. And then suddenly they didn't have enough value in their, their tokens to cover the, you know, what people were were withdrawing so they couldn't even borrow against it if they could find a lender you know what's i think is interesting is when uh bitcoin essentially like when it started everybody was like oh we're like they're like you're going to be free of a of all of a bank and then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> a lot of the people that made a bunch of money on it was like hey i should start a bank <laughs> <laughs> well no it's like oh it's going to be all decentralized and the coin was the, the cryptocurrency was de- decentralized but we made these ex- all these centralized exchanges. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, just, it's like you guys played yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you turned yourselves into the you turned yourselves into the thing that you said you didn't want, and then you, you weren't any good at it either. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it turns out it's hard to be a bank. Actually, right, be- being a bank is difficult because you're responsible for all of these people's money. And so they're like, let's, yeah. let's just do, let's try to make all the fuck, all the money that a bank makes, but without having to obey the regulation of a bank and we're going to do it on cryptocurrency. And then it all ended in tears. It's happened a couple times now. Yeah. This one seems to be the worst, but it probably ain't the last. Yep. I don't know. I feel sorry for the people that I guess lost all their money, but they had like, I don't know. I feel like they kind of knew what they were getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, well, a big problem again with like FTX was it was being pushed really hard by all sorts of people all over the internet. A lot of gurus, you know, cryptocurrency gurus supposedly, um, because they're basically giving a lot of money to these guys to, to push it. And Mm -hmm. so it became very popular. And, uh, unfortunately a lot, I don't think a lot of people knew what they were getting into. I, uh, used to complain about all the, uh, vpn ads on everybody's videos yeah and but at least the vpn company was like providing a service and not you you weren't going to put all your money in the vpn company and then come like a week later it's just gone so i mean right maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm not so mad at all the vpns that were advertising on everyone's channel for a while well the other one that was that was bugging me that they're advertising all over the place and it kind of came back for a little while because i think like FTX stopped <laughs> funding everything, but it was that, um, uh, buy land in Scotland to become a Lord thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, th- but that's I, like, but that's like, you have to know like that that's like a gimmick, right? It's kind of cute. It was like get, yeah. buying the rights to name a planet or something or a star. Right. Like, well, originally I, I would have said that it was an out out scam, but they've, I think they've changed their advertising. So they're a little more clear what's, what's going on. And then, and on top of that, they're like, Oh, we'll also plant a tree. You know, I was like, okay, well that's something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's obviously gimmicky and it's, yeah, it's a gimmick. Yeah. It's, it's, 
like gag gift status, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd buy it for. I'd gag gift that to my mom. She'd be like, what the hell is this? And I'd be like, it's Christmas Eve. We do gag gifts. Mine's funny. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's my turn now, unfortunately. We're going to move yep. on to the uh, piss baby part of the uh, part of the docket <laughs> here. Uh, there was so much that we could have talked about today, but this one, I watched this happen. Um, so... Elon Musk apparently uh, fired an engineer for correcting him about a technical aspect of the company that he uh, foolishly purchased without knowing anything about it, really. Um, What happened here, pretty simply, is that that Twitter, there's been thousands of layoffs, but this guy, Eric Fraunhofer, uh, corrected Elon about a technical thing. It was just like something about Twitter being super slow in some countries, and he's talking about a certain kind of um certain kind of call it's a remote procedure call and this eric guy was like i spent six years working on twitter for android this is wrong and then um <laughs> then wouldn't you know it elon fired him <laughs> right there on yeah. twitter <laughs> fired in a response or something right, he, right. He in, a, in a reply just fired him in a reply yeah. yeah so elon was saying that there's this like remote call that's calling thousands of times and slowing everything down. And the engineer was like, no, that's, it's not happening. You have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what, what it, I mean, I, I kind of get the idea that it with, if it, it was trying to call these thousands of things and couldn't, it would slow everything down. But then like people were saying, no, no, it's making, it, it does it when you open the app and it's making like 120 of them. Yeah. Like everybody was saying and that. that's, and that's not uncommon. And on top of that, what he probably doesn't realize is a lot of those calls usually are done in parallel. Right. They're not like done one at a time. So right. that, if it's done one at a time, it would slow stuff down. But if you do them all in parallel, it's just the slowest of the 120, right? Right. It's how, how much time it takes. Like a like a, a computer, including your phone, can do like a couple things. You can do many things at once, actually. That's one of the yeah. miracles of modern technology <laughs> is uh, multitasking. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. The whole Elon Musk Twitter thing has been an absolute fiasco. <laughs> he's he's been burning it down faster than I expected. I he's just firing people for petty things. This is what I said was going to happen. That he was going yeah. to use Twitter the way he always has. It's just that he owns it now. He's his first act is going to be to use it to fire anybody who speaks out against him publicly. His second yeah. act, I think, is going to be to try to manipulate Tesla stock with it because that's the other thing he was always trying to use Twitter with. The first yeah. one, he might get in some kind of some trouble with, like, especially California state regulators, because a lot of the uh, employees were employed at Twitter in San Francisco. He might be running afoul of some city and county laws in San Francisco as well, um, as far yeah. as employment goes, because there's a lot of regulation on employment in San Francisco. And uh, yeah. I get the feeling he didn't read up on that before he uh, fired this guy on a Twitter reply. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> he's going to get in real trouble if his next act is to try to like pump Tesla stock back up because I figured that's like the, the that's gotta be the next thing he's going to do. Right. Especially since Tesla stock has dropped so dramatically since he, uh, you know, bought Twitter. But I think that one's going to backfire because everybody's going to see that he's trying to use this other company he just bought to try to pump the stock of his company that act that is making money. And I think it's going to yeah. make it worse. People are going to be like, well, this is awful. Well, I think the government's going to go after him if he tries to do something like that. Oh, that'll be the second order effect. But I think like 
Yeah. What they call smart money, we'll see what he's doing, and they're going to get out. Right? They're going to be like, yeah, "Well, we thought this was going to come back, but we we we, we got to get out of this." And yeah, you know, not not for nothing. Like, there's all these people that work at Tesla that are going to end up. They're going to end up screwed too. Like, yeah, for like no fault of their own. I mean, the, the company's doing fine. It's actually doing probably of all of its companies is doing the best. Right, it's pr- making money as a company. As 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 we know, the stock market is not an in- indication of whether or not you are turning a profit. True. Yeah, you could be turning a profit and have your stock tank for some whatever reason because right. some because people decide to do that to you. That happened to a lot of the Linux startups actually, but that's a story for another time. As they became yeah. profitable, their stocks tanked because there was a bubble basically when uh when the first Linux stocks hit. Um. I just don't know what the, I I don't know I I hope he just gets bored with it and just sells it off to somebody else at a loss in like a week or two. I mean, <laughs> like I don't know what else like what else is like what's the end game here? Yeah, I said I would I would buy it from him for a million dollars, but I I want to ref- uh, amend my uh, no, offer. Five hundred thousand. <laughs> no, I, I'd buy. I'd still pay a million dollars, but just for the um the the domain. Uh, I don't want the whole company because he could just load it up with a billion dollars in debt. Yeah. Give you a free Tesla and pat you on the back. Go good job, Matt. <laughs> so I'll buy the domain and then point it to a Mastodon is- instance. <laughs> so that's my promise. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I hope he gets bored and just sells it to somebody. Yeah. Because like what he's, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's going to get, I think he's going to just completely destroy it (laughs) and he's he's either going to sell it for like maybe single digit billions or even, you know, hundreds of millions or something. I don't think it'd really get much lower than that before uh, private equity would come in and snap it up, you know? (laughs) Right. I just, I just wonder what's going to happen here because he had to like he got some he got some kind of heavy hitters in uh in the world stage on board with him uh, yeah. to buy twitter uh yeah. i believe does he is is not either the crown prince or somebody very closely associated with the crown prince of saudi arabia one of the main investors here yeah. uh that's not a good that's not a good person to like rip off no <laughs> he is known to uh to no, you know assassinate to, people yeah they're known to they're known to handle things without uh, going for, to for example the securities and exchange commission right <laughs> that's a that's unless like the long game for them is to be able to because they're like a big investor or whatever to be able to like kind of kick him out and then use twitter for propaganda which yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that would work but i could see that being the long game for someone like that but it just right. seems like it just seems like there's no way there's no way he's ever going to make the money back. And right. The other thing he was saying that he was paying that they were paying $400 a day for people for food for each person. That sounds completely insane. Well, uh, but the same guy was saying that everybody needs to come back to work. So yeah. <laughs> they're either working from home or you're buying them food in the office, but it's not right. both. Maybe that's maybe he's he's fudging the numbers there. So, like, maybe they're paying all their uh, uh, 
dining staff, right? Uh, for not having very many people show up. So that's where the number's coming from. That could, that could be but, it. Yeah. But I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him not firing the dining staff immediately. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Those people might be in a union. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're usually contractors to the, to the major company. Yeah. They might still be in a union though. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. Who who knows? Who knows? I just it's know all speculation. This, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just know that this, I just know that this is a big mess, and it can't both be that he's paying four hundred dollars a day for people for food, and that everybody's working for home and from home and needs to come back to the office. Right? There's something. There's something fishy there. Something. Something doesn't make no. sense. Anyway, our last story. We've been we've been kind of covering this on down ballot actually because it is uh, a Bay Area story, but it's also a how the tech are you story. Um. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes lawyers, Elizabeth Holmes was convicted of fraud um, and she made a mistake because she defrauded people like Henry Kissinger. Um, and, yeah. And so, you know, you can you can rip a lot of people off, but if you start ripping off powerful people, you're done. You're just done. Do you want to do you want to give a quick overview of what she did? <laughs> yeah, um, she there's a lot of great documentaries on it. I think anybody listening to this has yeah. some idea of what happened, but she was claiming that they were, that Theranos, her company was building a small machine, much smaller than other blood testing machines that with a drop of blood would run essentially every blood test imaginable versus where if I have to go get blood work done, they have to take a couple vials. They use several machines. They send it off to an independent lab. It takes a while. It's expensive, time consuming. Um, so she said that her machine was just a drop of blood and you were going to have all the tests done. That turned out to be false. And it turned out that she and most of the people at the top of her company knew that it was false, but they kept raising money uh, for, uh, for it. And from powerful people like Henry Kissinger. Yep. And so she was convicted in a criminal fraud case, not a civil case, a criminal case where she faces jail time. Um, except her attorneys are suggesting that she should get uh, 18 months on house arrest and then probation. And the letter they wrote sort of reads like when you're applying for college, like a list of everything you did in high school. And I think it seems like the intent is to infantilize her and make it seem like she was like not a, a like a fully responsible adult running this company. Yeah. Like she was a like she was a girl. Right. And right. I don't think it's going to work. I think that the uh, court, the federal court here in uh, San Jose wants their pound of flesh. And I think they're going to well, not the court. The prosecution wants their pound of flesh. And I think the judge is going to yeah. give it to them. And just to be fair, it's going to be convicted of a white collar crime. So she's not going to go to the scary prison. No, she's going to go. And it's, you know, you're, it's controlled. You're, you limited contact with your friends and family and it's controlled. You're yeah. told when to go to sleep, when to eat, all that stuff. But yeah, she's not yeah. going to a, a, you know, none of these places are necessarily safe, but she's not going to a particularly dangerous place. If she does federal time, it'll be like a lower minimum security probably minimum security, whatever the lowest yeah. level is because she's not a violent yeah. criminal. And I don't think they're going to hit her with like 10 years or anything like that. I think it'll be like two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, they're asking for 18 months of house arrest and then probation. And I don't <laughs> think they're going to get it. 
and it's the the letter the the link the link is in the show notes you can check out the uh you can check out the verges article on it but there's also a you can get you know from this article you can get the entire like report basically that was given to the judge before sentencing and it attempts to turn her into not an adult while she was yeah doing this it attempts even to, though so she started the company at like 20 something right i think it was mid 20s I don't, I don't think it was early 20s but she's in her 30s now right right she's a full adult and she was running it and you know into her 30s so she should have known better she was a full adult <laughs> yeah um the other the other uh, her business partner is they tried to like pin it on her business partner saying he was the one yeah. doing all the bad stuff but wouldn't you know that they're during the trial her business partner tried to pin it on her saying that she was doing all, <laughs> so that the spider-man the spider-man pointing at each other defense actually never works right yeah <laughs> that's just an everyone's guilty defense i think he'll get yeah. more time than her um because he was yeah. he is older um right and probably should have known better more but who knows who knows uh, i would be shocked if they give her house arrest because yeah not for nothing i don't think she came out of this all alms for the poor alms for the poor yeah i imagine she has a nice house somewhere and i imagine they'd like to punish her for fraud um and i don't know i hope they do i hope they do although it is pretty base to scam henry kessinger i will say that like if you're gonna <laughs> yeah. scam somebody you might as well scam a fucking war criminal yeah but that's that's a different podcast you might want to check those out speaking of which maybe i'll read out this week if that's okay matt sounds good to me all right everybody this has been uh, how the tech are you it is our only non-live show check out our live shows at twitch.tv slash echoplex media uh check out our mastodon instance that's at port 87.social you can follow us there at Echoplex, but it's probably better to follow us as individuals. I am Dave. Matt is Hist Matt there. And uh, HK, who's not here, is H Parent on there because our uh, main account on there is just basically a bot. Um, and give us money at patreon.com slash Echoplex and check out our website for whatever else you need. That's echoplexmedia.com. Have a tech great week. <laughs>